The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 50. Wow, halfway to 100. Who'd have thunk it? Well, did I plan anything special for this episode? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I mean, you get uh, a night night episode. <laughs> And a Star Trek, uh, Star Trekking episode, <laughs> uh, but that's what you usually get. Uh, well, uh, and this night night episode is part seven of this drawing story I've been doing, <laughs> and uh, it's the last one of that. So there'll be a new night night uh, story next uh, next week. Um, so anyway, uh, let's get into the things I usually like to do. Trash Democrats, yes, yes. Yes, of course. You might as well just call that the show. Why is it even called, Mr. Nelson? It should be Trashing Democrats, because that's all you do, because you're filled with hate. No, he's filled with the truth. Now get out of here, Red. I mean, really. I ain't going nowhere until until my beer runs out. Yeah. It it seems more FBI documents. Oh, my God. Here we are. It's been done. It's over. Get over it. Jeez Louise. Yeah, anyway, the the new documents show that Hillary was a criminal. Uh, There's just no way out of this. Uh, It just gets worse and worse. Um. Uh, thanks to Ben Shapiro here uh, from uh, the Daily Wire. Uh, he posted an article on that site, and uh, I'm going to go through it because he does an excellent job of this particular story. Uh, he's another hater like you. That's what he is. Uh, shut up, Lefty. I'm going to read this crap, and then uh, we can discuss. Uh, well, at least you called it crap. Well, I mean crap in the usual sense of stuff. I probably should have used that. No, you were more accurate first time. Let the man read the article. Why can't you just read? Oh, right, you can't. <laughs> Lefty. Huh? Never mind. Uh, on Friday, the FBI released some of its files on the Hillary Clinton email investigation. More specifically, a memorandum summarizing the investigation, as well as the transcript of its interview with Clinton. The information was heavily redacted, but remained shocking and damaging nonetheless. Here are 11 of the top revelations. Now, why was it redacted like that? I mean, they're not telling us the truth. Uh, Well, do you want the truth, Lefty? I thought it was over and done with. Oh, right, yes. Uh, 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 They're probably redacted because there's a lot of sensitive and secret information in there that she said wasn't. No, that's... Well, it... it Shut up, moron. He done done it to you again fool you you did yourself in your own trap now all right red uh number one hillary used tons of different devices according to the fbi hillary used at least 13 mobile devices associated with her two known phone numbers yeah that blows up her original lie that she set up a private server so that she could use one email address and one device she never yes she did in fact uh she eventually said okay i used two because there was this blackberry and uh but uh no it was 13 didn't really know that before so a lot of people were saying this is the same old news like you lefty well it sounds the same to me well it wasn't uh so uh (laughs) 13 devices uh, where she had secrets on there uh number two her aides destroyed her old blackberries or lost them. The FBI report states that Hillary's aides were tasked with discarding of Hillary's SIM cards when she'd switched devices, but Uma Abedin and Monica Hanley indicated the whereabouts of Clinton's devices would frequently become unknown once she transitioned to a new device. According to another aide, he destroyed Hillary's cell phones by hitting them with a hammer. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, you know... There might have been something sensitive. Yes, there was something sensitive on there, Lefty. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, you're misreading what I'm saying. I mean, there might have been, you know, personal things like... uh, Like dealings with foreign governments for money? No, like... You mean, you're not saying naked pictures, good God, they did us a favor by smashing them. All right, now... Yeah, they might have been, I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> Anyway, number three, Hillary told the FBI she had no idea how classified intelligence worked. <laughs> what? Doesn't that kind of disqualify her for the job? Uh, yes, Red. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> no! She's just saying she doesn't know how the details work. I think she knows how intelligence works, because she is intelligent. No, stupid. She's <laughs> she just disqualified herself here. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. The most qualified candidate in world history admitted to the FBI that she had no idea how classification worked. (laughs) The FBI explained, Clinton could not give an example of how classification of a document was determined. She did not recall receiving any emails she thought should not be on an unclassified system. She even said that a classified email regarding a drone strike in Pakistan didn't present a problem. Clinton stated deliberation over a future drone strike did not give her cause for concern concern regarding classification. (laughs) This this is a direct military secret that she's just, well, that's no big deal. Who cares who knows about that? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody knows there's drones, and so you can assume there's going to be one. So what difference does it make if you actually know when there's going to be one? Because you already didn't know there's going to be one. Not specifically, though, Lefty, would you? No, no, you wouldn't. Hillary hid 17,448 work-related emails from the State Department. (laughs) This is uh, number four on the list. Uh, The FBI reported that they'd recovered from additional data sources and reviewed approximately the 17,000 unique work-related and personal emails from Clinton's tenure. Hillary has claimed that she turned over all work-related emails and was fully transparent. <laughs> no, not even close. I just uh, are we halfway through? Well, uh, that's only four, and there's eleven. Oh God! Keep on, keep on going. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five. Hillary wiped her email again after the New York Times reported her private email server. According to the FBI, one person interviewed indicated he believed he had an oh shit moment. <laughs> Uh, Ben was nicer than I am. He uh, used the asterisk for the word, but that's what was said. An oh shit moment and sometime between March 25th and 31st of 2015 deleted the Clinton archive mailbox from the PRN server and used bleach bit to delete the exported PST files uh, he had created on the server system containing Clinton's emails. Now, keep in mind, uh, the work-related emails and such as part of her tenure as Secretary of State, that's uh, federal property. So uh, destroying them was a crime. And uh, it's also obstruction of justice, (laughs) which would also be a crime. But, uh, well, I couldn't determine the intent, though. No prosecution, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Hillary didn't. Uh, Hillary said she didn't think uh, the C in quotes on emails meant confidential. Yes, seriously. <laughs> the FBI reported when asked about the email chain containing the C portion markings that state determined to currently contain confidential information. Clinton stated she did not know what the C meant at the beginning of the paragraphs and speculated it was referencing paragraphs marked in alphabetical order. That's patently insane. Um, yeah. Um, what's the matter, Lefty? Nothing, just get through this. Uh, number seven. Hillary brought her BlackBerry into a secure State Department area. Here's the FBI again. State Diplomatic Security Device, DS, instructed Clinton that uh, because her office was a sensitive compartmented information facility, the use of mobile devices in her office was prohibited. Clinton stored her personal BlackBerry in a desk drawer in DS Post 1, which was located within the the SCIF on Mahogany Row. Yeah, I don't know either, but anyway. um, So there she goes, violating the rules again, and... uh, (laughs) 
Uh, she just didn't care because uh, she's political class and it doesn't apply to her, right? Yeah, well, apparently that is the truth. Uh, number eight, Hillary transmitted received top secret classified information. The 81 classified email chains contained eight email chains classified top secret according to the FBI, 37 email chains classified secret, and 36 email chains classified confidential at the time they were sent. At the time they were sent. So much for her, I never sent or received information marked classified lie. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is provable. It's determinate. It's documented. She flat out lied repeatedly about that and had a flagrant disregard for the rules and laws. I mean, at this point, you have to conclude the only way to get her off here is that she's completely incompetent and stupid. That's the only way. That's the only way. And uh, you want that to be president? Uh, number nine, Hillary put Americans at risk. According to Catherine Herridge of Fox News, Faux news! Oh, this is completely irrelevant, and nothing from that channel can be true. Uh, Hillary discussed an undercover asset on her email server, outing him after his death and exposing his family to grave risk. <laughs> well, again, it comes from faux news. Yeah, well, so you, you're going to take one out of these 11 and figure that's because it's Fox News. It's not true then. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. We can't go by that one. Uh-huh. Well, I, I'm going to count it as true. Number 10. Well, of course you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 10. Hillary maintained plausible deniability by shielding herself via her lawyers. She told the FBI that she told her lawyers to provide work-related emails to state, but she did not participate in the development of the specific process to be used or in discussions of the locations of where her emails might exist. <laughs> so she's throwing her lawyers under the bus here. <laughs> so... Well, it's not her fault, it's them. Yeah. Once again, here she's just really, you know, oblivious and stupid and incompetent. No, she's just, she just didn't know. Exactly, she's ignorant. What? No, she didn't know. That's what ignorance is. Well, shut up, Lambda, God damn it. Uh, finally, we get to number 11. Uh, Hillary clearly attempted to avoid scrutiny. According to an email to Cheryl Mills dated August 30th, 2011, State offered Hillary a new BlackBerry. They told Hillary that any emails on the device would be subject to Freedom of Information Act requests. The device was never issued to Clinton. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's the whole... I mean, when you start this whole story, you have to a uh, answer the question of why use the private server in the first place. Because, because of convenience. No, they were already providing her a system at the government, so the idea that it's convenience doesn't wash because how can it be more convenient than the system that's already set up for her so she doesn't have to go through the trouble of setting up one she set up one because she didn't want anybody to know what she's doing and uh what was she doing yeah well bleach bit pretty much got rid of a lot of that so uh, bleach bit huh might want to look into that for all the porn you've looked at <laughs> oh god yeah you're probably right yeah oh well uh anybody can get that yeah yeah, I think so. Well, we'll look into that. Uh, so, let's see. Ben finishes this up. Here's the bottom line. This is obviously criminal activity. Yes, yes, it is. The FBI's decision not to recommend indictment was a total fraud. They hid behind the fig leaf that she didn't intend to break the law, which was not required by the law. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Even so, there is no way in hell that any other human being would be treated with such deference regarding the question of intent. <laughs> And of course, now there's precedent for this type of thing, and there's uh, people who are, have similar charges, and they're using the Hillary defense, and why shouldn't they? That's the problem when you do this type of crap and trying to protect this political class uh, aristocracy here, but that's what you're seeing here. That's exactly what happened. Uh, either Hillary Clinton is either the most incompetent woman ever put in charge of a major governmental department, or she's a criminal. There's no in-between here, and we've been informed she's the most competent woman in human history, which means she should be behind bars, not in the White House. Oh my God, that is just totally biased and terrible and outrageous. No, it ain't. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. Yeah, well... 
uh, with the specific charges, I don't know if they could get her behind bars on the, on them, uh, but she certainly would have to pay a fine, and she would be convicted, and she could not hold public office. So that would be uh, pretty bad for a political class uh, animal like Hillary. Oh, that would be terrible. Uh, and it should have happened, because as been stated here, and as I have myself, the real problem here is it's rules for them and rules for us. So if we do similar actions that she did, we go to prison, we lose our jobs, we uh, lose our uh, rights, because once you're a convicted felon, you you know, you know can't bear arms, you can't vote, all that stuff. And uh, federal jobs, uh, <laughs> forget it. So, but when you're uh, in the political class like Hillary, who was first lady, she was a senator, uh, then she was secretary of state, all these big deal jobs she's had and she's been around a while, um, she gets privileges. You and I don't. Do you really accept that? You shouldn't. Now, uh, you know I'm not a fan of Trump, but uh, when you talk about the lesser of uh, two evils argument, sh uh, Trump's the lesser. Uh, there is no good reason to vote for her. There just isn't. You don't have to vote for Trump. Vote for anybody else. Don't vote at all. Whatever. But voting for Hillary uh, is shameful. But the reason you vote for Hillary is to stop Trump. My God, he surrounded himself by those horrible alt-right people, as I call them, the awful right. And they're all racist people. And that's who she, I mean, uh, he surrounds himself with. Yes, yes, the Steve Bannon from Breitbart. And he said he was the home of the alt-right, which includes people with all their weird eugenics theories and whatnot. And they're all very hateful and only pro-white. And that is what Trump is all about. I don't even think the alt-right knows who the alt-right is. And it's about, what, five guys, maybe? <laughs> no, it's a movement. And Trump has completely folded for them. He wants them in his team under his tent. Well, uh, <clears throat> there may be some assholes like that. There are! I've seen some interviews. They're all decked out in their clan outfit, and they all support him. And David Duke, of course, endorses Donald Trump. And David Duke was a Klansman. Yeah, well, uh, Bill and Hillary praised the Klansman, too. No, they didn't. No, that's not true. You're lying. They had nothing to do with David Duke. I'm not talking about David Duke. Uh, Senator Robert Byrd. Uh, oh, well, he's dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, uh, he was in the Senate for a long time, uh, and, uh, he was not only in the Klan, he, uh, he, he formed his own chapter of it back in the, uh, the 40s. Well, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, uh, he was in his 20s when he did it. Yes, a young man who didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, right. Uh, he ended up being elected the Exalted Cyclops, which whatever that means, but that's one of the big titles uh, for the uh, the organization, and uh, that's what he achieved. And uh, no one seemed to have much of a problem with that, at least in the Democratic Party. This is really pathetic. You can't prove a word of that at all. Let's listen. Listen to what the Clintons had to say about Robert Byrd when he finally passed away. There are a lot of people who wrote these eulogies for Senator Byrd in the newspapers, and I read a bunch of them, and they mentioned that he once had a fleeting association with it, it the wasn't Ku Klux fleeting. Klan. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. He was a country boy from the hills and hollows of West Virginia. He was trying to get elected. Well, yeah, he was and trying to get maybe elected. he did something he shouldn't have oh, done. Oh, so that justifies and it. He hey, he was trying to get elected, life, so he had to join the Klan. And that's what a good person does. <laughs> there are no perfect people. There are certainly no perfect politicians. Ah, there you go. So give Trump a pass. No! But Hillary didn't say Today that. Our country has oh. lost a true American what? original. My friend and mentor, Robert C. Byrd. Oh, my God. Senator Byrd was a man of what? surpassing eloquence and nobility. <sighs> Look, he made some mistakes, all right? So uh, you got to, you know, forgive it. He made up for it by joining the Democratic Party and looking to help people, and certainly the African-American community, which the Democrats is, is clearly their best friend. The Democratic Party that created the Klan uh, was the party of the Confederacy that uh, wrote the Jim Crow laws. That, this, that, that's irrelevant. That was a different party then. It's, it just happens to have the same name. No, there's a direct line there. It doesn't matter. It, it, look, he changed his ways. 
he became, like Theodore said, a man of elegant nobility. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at an interview that he gave uh, shortly before his demise. Let's just see if we can hear some of that elegant nobility from the man. There are white niggers. I've seen a lot of white niggers in my time. I'm going to use that word. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, I don't want to use the word, but he sure did. Yeah, Senator Robert Byrd. Yeah. Love okay, goddamn. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Hillary's mentor right there. Hillary's friend and mentor. Oh, my God. I just can't take one more minute of this. It's time to get into my hero of the week. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. All right, we got a few minutes before we go to the break. Let's get through it. I ain't getting through it. Brad, you always leave when he does this. You, you got you to gotta show some more participation in the show. Oh, God. Uh, thank you, Mr. Nelson. Of course, my hero of the week. And who else could it be? Yes, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, my God. Hell no. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. God damn. No, I will praise this man. Doesn't mean I necessarily endorse his views, but I must respect the endeavor and his utilizing his right of free speech to take a stand. He didn't take no stand. He sat on his millionaire ass. Hey, he's got a point there, Lefty. Uh, he wasn't standing. But you know what I mean, damn it. God, Lee, you're so thick sometimes. But that's what freedom of speech is all about. We have to hear things that we may not necessarily agree with or even like. But if we don't let that happen, then who's to say we'll be able to speak? And of course, police brutality is a serious epidemic that's slaughtering young black men everywhere. <laughs> And someone had to speak up. Thank God for Colin Kaepernick, who is, uh, uh, let me see, what is this? A, a quarterback for uh, the, the 49s, the San Francisco. Oh, my God. Uh, San Francisco. Oh, that's a lovely town. San Francisco 49ers. That can't be right. The 49s. Uh, the uh, uh, sports ball program. Anyway, uh, good for you, Colin. Good for you. Well, I'm speechless. Uh, let's take a break. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Years ago, I almost made a terrible mistake. I almost chose to be with the wrong soulmate. You see, I was dating a woman we'll call Jennifer. And one day the time came I had to meet her folks. And so we agreed to meet at Crapper Barrel, old country store. And we did. But her mother was enormously obese. Yes, that was my first clue. Because if that's in her genes, well... Anyway, her mother... Ordered and ordered and ordered. And, well, on the way home, it happened. Oh, no! Mama! Mama, what's wrong? Oh, it's coming! Oh, no! It's coming out! <laughs> yes, it did come out. All over the seat. All over the road. It was horrible. We eventually got her home. And into the bathroom. But then, Jenny went to the kitchen, and returned, heading back to the bathroom with a butter knife. Jenny, uh, what are you doing with that butter knife? Well, Mama can't get her cheeks apart, so she needs a little help. At that, I, I fully understood the house of horrors I'd just walked into. I turned and saw Jenny's father. He gave me this look of understanding, and then sort of nudged towards the back room. I went to it, and there I found a window, through which I escaped. I ran, and never looked back. Fortunately, I was able to meet my true soulmate, which, of course, just happened to be the wife of my cousin and childhood best friend. But, ah, well, shit happens. <laughs> Say, what's your Crapper Barrel story? Don't have one? 
Well, then you need to come on down and visit us here at Cracker Barrel Old Country Store so that you can have a tale to tell too. In space, no one can hear. I stand corrected. Wow! Sounds like a cool outer space movie! <laughs> it isn't. But fortunately, your old pal Mr. Nelson will be there to guide you through it. Yes, that's right. Cosmos War of the Planets was Italy's answer to Star Wars. But for some reason, it just didn't catch on. Maybe it was the cheap special effects, or the below soap opera level acting, or maybe it was the fact the studio forgot to turn the damn lights on. Anyway, our sci-fi romp stars John Richardson, who once had a shot at being James Bond, but he lost out to George Lazenby. <laughs> Richardson just couldn't catch a break. I mean, it's one thing to lose out to Sean Connery, or even Roger Moore, <laughs> but George Lazenby? <laughs> Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. Whoa! Where can I pick up this goodie? <laughs> All you have to do is head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. And you can pick up this particular sci-fi adventure for only $1.75. Whoa, cheap! <laughs> yes, yes it is. This is Night Night, and I'm here to tell you that you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Previously on Night Night, the evil, twisted mind of Pink Elephant, who would poison his own customers for greed. Well, you better get off your ass and do something, because with everybody addicted to this shit, we'll have to close Club Night down. No! I will not allow my arch enemy to destroy both sides of my life. Move on! Get your ass up and into the night cruiser. Oh, boy! Feather, you anonymously email this chemical evidence to the police. Once they view it, they'll send their officers over to Club Gentleman, where they'll find a badly beaten ass whooped bruised up pink elephant. Huh? Well, uh, why would they find him like that? Because that's how he's going to be after I'm through with him. Oh, man, why'd I just hand this evidence over to the police and let them handle it? No, Smedley. This time, the elephant went too far. This time, it's personal. And now, our masked marbles can be seen racing the streets of Cityopolis within their amazing night cruiser. All right, Bubo. I don't want you messing this up. I know how scared you are of the pink elephant and his ghoulish elephant mask. I ain't scared of the pink elephant. Oh, yeah? Well, then I guess you won't mind. Look at this picture of me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just as I thought, you pussy. You need to overcome your fears, Bubo. Which is why I had this photo stapled to the ceiling above your bed. But guess where I found it? In the trash. I wonder how it got there. I took it down and threw it away. Yeah, fat lot of good that did. I put it up there for you to face your fear and conquer it. So, I'm going to have this image enlarged to the size of your bedroom ceiling and have it attached with industrial adhesive so you can't remove it. No! You're gonna learn, boy. Yeah, I'm gonna learn to sleep in the living room. No, you will not. It's for your own good, Bubo. I mean, that's how Daddy taught me. Look how I turned out. And soon our heroes arrive at the Club Gentleman parking lot. Hmm. Perhaps we should use the front door since he isn't expecting us. Should be easy. Yeah, but the doorman will recognize us and kick us out. Yeah, that's right. We'll need the element of surprise, or rather, 
shock and awe, to stun them into submission. So, we need to just smash our way in through the front window. Come on, Ubo, let's go! Oh, 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 oh. That glass must be reinforced with some super molecular bonded alloy. Yeah, I'm glad I hung back and waited to watch what happened to you. <laughs> you asshole! Turn you! Damn it! That'll teach you. It may be tough on you. <sighs> okay, so I guess we'll have to use the front door after all. Strange that the doorman was not at his post. Doesn't look like there's anybody here, night night. What the hell's going on? Wait! There's the doorman! On the floor! Ew! He's laying in a puddle of pink puke! Wait! I think I hear some noises from down that hall. Well, let's check it out. Sounds like music. Yes. And I think it's coming from this room. Hey, cool! Lava lamps! And the bed and carpet have matching leopard patterns! Mm. <laughs> Look! The bed has a sign over it that says Pussy Palace! <laughs> oh, someone's coming! Quick! Uh, get out of the bed! No, no! Come on, get in there! I can't! No! There enough room! You too fat! Shut up, you idiot! Time for pleasure. Now shut your mouth and open your sweet ass. Uh, uh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh. God. This thing in my head to the floor, night night. <laughs> all right, I can't take it. Let's get out of here. <laughs> it's all over, Peak Elephant. <laughs> what the hell, night night, boo boo? Got you with your pants down, Peak Elephant. Oh man. Outside, Pink Elephant. <laughs> Damn it. Hang on, baby. I gotta take care of the bullshit. Damn it. Alright, night night. You and Butthole here got five seconds to split before I call my boys on you. Guess again, old friend. This is it. The police will soon be here to pick you up after I'm through whooping your ass. Over what? We've tracked down the secret ingredients of your drinks. What you talking about, fool? When your buddy Wiener Wanker took a dive, he splattered the evidence all over the street. His blood was laced with your hallucinogenic chemicals. Oh, shit. Well, like I said, my boys will take care of you. Don't count on your doorman. We found him face down in a puddle of pink puke. It seems you did him in with your own spiked booze. Yeah, well, he was only one of my boys. What do you mean? Oh no! God damn it! Don't shoot at me! Pink Elephant got hit! Ow! I'm gonna hit! Hey, got hit! Dumbass! Shield! There! You idiots can't stand up to the night shield! We're gonna have to crawl our way out of a. No, no! There's no way out. Oh, wait. I must activate the night cruiser by remote control. And at that moment in the parking lot of Club Gentlemen, the night cruiser suddenly roars to life and smashes its way through the walls of Club Gentlemen and Pink Elephant's gun. Come on, Bobo. Get your ass up. And so Night Knight runs off with his tail between his legs. On the way, he passes the SWAT team sent to deal with the shootout he left behind. Fire at will! And when the smoke clears, a gentleman is a tattered ruin, a Swiss cheese in construction. Well, that's it for the pink elephant, gang. No sign of the elephant himself, sir. See here! What's the meaning of all this? Who are you? Why, I'm Richard Twig. I'm the new owner of this establishment. What? I, I thought the pink elephant owned this place. Why, no! I bought it from him last night. He, he was supposed to clear out of here tomorrow. Well, 
He got in a shootout with Night Knight, and, well, we can't have people shooting up the city like that. So, uh, well, sucks to be you. Oh, no! And now, it's time for City City News! With your anchor, Peter Hungmule, Buddy with sports, and Sparky with the weather. And now, here's Peter. Hello, I'm Peter Hungmule, And no, I'm not sitting in for Sally Sue, as she is no longer with us. We heard your comments about her depicting Wiener Winker as the victim of his crimes rather than the perpetrator. And so, she's gone. Perhaps you're wondering, why aren't we gone? Well, it seems real estate magnate Richard Twig and an anonymous partner bought out Lyle Richmond's shares in KRAP-TV and has renewed City City News' contract. So we're here to stay. And just by hearing you about Miss Sue and acting on that, we've proven that we're your news station. We are City City News. Speaking of news, we've learned that the Pink Elephant has been charged with reckless endangerment and the distribution of a controlled substance. It appears the elephant was lacing his club's drinks with a form of his hallucinogenic drugs that proved to be highly addictive. The side effects did lead some to develop severe psychoses, which have gotten worse, as now the psych wards of all major hospitals in Cineopolis are overflowing with patients suffering from severe withdrawals. In a related story, we've learned that the family of the original owner of Club Gentleman have filed a lawsuit against Night Night. But of course, the court just had to tell them, get in line. We'll be back with a look at sports. Turn that crap off, Dick. Then I want to see the sports. <laughs> there isn't going to be much in sports, at least locally, other than the fact that the Cityopolis Crusaders are having to cancel the season on account of having no stadium because I'm not building them one. I heard what that team said about me, so they can... Kiss my ass. All in all, it's been a pretty successful week. Successful? Pink Elephant got away, you lost control of KRAP-TV, and the murder of the original owner of the club, gentlemen? Well, that'll go unavenged because of your bungling. Just like you, Smedley, to look at the negative side of things. Well, what's the positive? Well, the Pink Elephant's club has been destroyed, and now the evil of his drugs are vanquished. Besides... You know this business, and some of these club owners aren't exactly angels, so the original owner probably wasn't that great of a guy to begin with. Oh, man! <laughs> but but you're a club owner! I said some, Smedley. But you do make a point about KRP-TV. Oh, that's all you feel bad about, huh? Yeah. Still, I wish I knew who Richard Twig's anonymous partner was. Meanwhile, on the beach of some distant tropical island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you so happy about, Mr. Elephant? Well, how could I not be? I'm living high on the hog on my own private island, paid for by all that money Twig's sending me. By the way, it's time for you to take down a new dictation. Out here on the beach? <laughs> not that kind of dictation, bitch. No. I need you to take down my latest editorial on the dangers of costume vigilantes and then send it over to my new news station at KRAP-TV in City Office. Thus ends another exciting adventure of Night Night. has been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? When you were a child, did you ever have nightmares about creepy old hags tormenting you? Well, then this short film just might have answers for you. The film Care of Hair and Nails is about some creepy old broad obsessed with personal hygiene. No, not her own, but the personal hygiene of children. Using her demonic powers of invisibility, she's determined to make children as obsessive as her. <laughs> Do enjoy, and remember to wash between meals, otherwise the old hag will get you. Once again, this riff of mine of this 
wonderful short film contains music by Kevin McLeod, just like this ad does. So please download this cinematic treat for a mere 90 cents at selfie.com slash Nelson. That's selfie, S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash Nelson, N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. Selfie.com slash Nelson. Nelson Studios presents A Labor of Obsession and a Colossal Waste of Time Star Trucking The Adventures of Bubba Stargon In our last episode, our heroes gathered at the Star Stop Astrocosmo in orbit of Neptune, when suddenly it was attacked by the Martians! Above the fray hovers the Martian battlecruiser Ares, and on its bridge, the Martian warlord Magnus Rex. Report, squad captain. Resistance vessels destroyed, and we have them holed up in the diner. Engage them, but secure the target alive. Yes, sir. Ares, we've encountered an explosion. There's mutant. There's gunfire. It looks like it. Squad Captain? Sir, we've lost contact. Signal the source. Scanning transmissions. Being attacked. Neptune. Do you read? I don't know. A pirate or something. Neptune. Neptune. Are you mad? Blasting those tanks gonna kill us all. Well, it did. Time to sell your panties. Get to the escape pod. Fuck this noise. Head for the exit. What's an exit? Escape pod's launching. Track and intercept. Neptune. Neptune. Astro Cosmo clear. A vessel launching. What vessel? Looks to be a... a, a hauler. Pursue. Vessel's registered as... Spaceship Edsel. Kill their engines and prepare boarding party. Closing in. Preparing to fire EMP. Proximity alert. What is it? Proximity it seems the Edsel alert. released one Proximity of its cargo alert. alerts. Methane-fueled explosion. Methane-fueled explosion. Report. Their bomb destroyed our EMP blaster. Main power is offline. 20 to 30 minutes to restore power and pursue. Receiving transmission from the Ansel, sir. Let's hear it. <laughs> There's mud in your eye. We do have missile launch capability, and they are in range. No. We cannot risk the target. Let them go. Well, it seems our heroes have made good their escape. But for how long? Find out in the next exciting chapter of Star Trucket. Say, gang, want to help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Of course, you've heard my ads for my Society6 store and my Selfie store of all those hilarious little videos. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now there's another store uh, similar to the Society6 store, but some products are a little bit cheaper. And there's a few more, including the Mr. Nelson hat, Mr. Nelson t-shirts, several kinds of t-shirts, even the value t-shirt. And it's all at the Mr. Nelson store courtesy of Zazzle.com That's Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store <laughs> Yes, it's just that simple So head over to the Mr. Nelson store and select some sort of apparel you can have Yes, all different kinds of shirts some of which are shirts that uh, represent some of the movies I did at my Selfie store uh, some even represent the Bob Levy show and for the ladies yes some little undergarments with my face on them <laughs> oh yes ah bumper stickers posters little buttons and pins all that good stuff and plenty of other kinds of shirts yes and of course like I mentioned the value shirt at 14.95 
it's a steal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's the underscore Mr. underscore Nelson underscore store. And by Mr. I just mean MR. Yes, 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 yes. It's just that simple. Yes, yes. So please, uh, help me out, won't you? Thanks. And now, back to the Mr. Nelson Show, here on RadioMisfits.com. All right. Well, uh, a little uh, bit of a fight uh, broke out between uh, two radio talk show hosts, uh, Glenn Beck and uh, Sean Hannity. Um, Glenn Beck has long ago uh, announced his uh, opposition to Donald Trump. uh, And uh, in the end, he wanted Ted Cruz. Uh, So did I. Uh, uh, out of that group there that we thought would be the the better ones of, of the group, but uh, Trump won it. Uh, Sean Hannity, uh, he he was in the tank for Trump from <laughs> from quite a while ago, and uh, so now that things are looking bad for Trump, although uh, lately uh, he the, the gap is closing between uh, Trump and Hillary, and uh, he still has a fighting chance to win this. But nevertheless. Uh, Hannity went on this uh, rant on his show about uh, anybody, the never-Trumpers, which he just lops a lot of people into that. Uh, they're going to own Hillary's victory. They're going to own Hillary's uh, uh, Supreme Court justices that she'll uh, uh, put on this and all of that. And uh, he seemed to think that Glenn, he said, uh, Glenn Beck, I hope you're listening to this because he's mad at him. Uh, he didn't mention Mark Levin, whom he always referred to as the great one, because Mark Levin's uh, grasp of the Constitution is second to none. Uh, but Mark Levin, who uh, who did support Trump, didn't necessarily support Trump, but he defended him uh, when people were accusing him of things that weren't true and uh, were attacking him in certain arguments that were ridiculous and that sort of thing. So, uh, but Trump... <laughs> Uh, Trump's not a constitutionalist. He just isn't. Uh, he, Trump's about Trump, and uh, Levin's going to have a huge problem with that. And uh, Levin's arguments against Trump are sound. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, I don't know what Hannity's going to say to that. Um, the problem with Sean Hannity here is uh, Sean Hannity made a great point uh, back in 2008 when uh, Barack Obama was running and, and won was that uh, he called it the death of journalism. And what he meant by that was that uh, uh, the majority of, of media uh, did nothing to vet this guy. You know, they didn't look into him. They never questioned him. You know, they were just slobbering all over him and uh, kissing his butt. And uh, that was that. And he, he got in. And, and there's, they're pretty much still doing it to this day. There's a few more questions here and there, but not really holding him to account for a really disastrous job. Um but nevertheless, uh, that's the way they were. But now, here we are w- w- with Trump, and Sean Hannity is almost exactly like those guys, except he's doing it for Trump uh, rather than Obama, of course. And it's never a good idea to completely uh, just be that devoted or slavishly devoted to a to a political candidate. I, and I don't care that he's never been a politician. That It's irrelevant. Uh, uh, the whole point of this is a republic is that you do question your leaders. And when Sean has no questions for this guy, I I, I mean, his devotion to it was just uh, too much. And so uh, the idea that you can't do any of that and not hold him accountable to it, and there's a lot of questionable things here about what he believes. I mean, Trump has praised uh, single-payer health care. I mean... (laughs) I mean, good Lord. Uh, Sean Hannity uh, has been crusading against Obamacare all along. And uh, uh, here's a guy who praised that and hasn't really praised it. He says, Obamacare is a disaster. going to get rid of it. Uh, yeah, but if he just replaces it with single payer, that's just doubling down and even worse. So, I, but you're just going to, well, let's look away from that. Uh, I mean, I know Hillary's a monster and I don't want her in there, but uh, you got to question trump on this and hold his feet to the fire you can't just uh, roll over for these guys uh, now glenn beck uh he's not gonna vote for trump there's just no way he's gonna do it um and his point was that he was tired of the lesser of two evils uh choice as if that's always what we've always had it's never been truer than this time <laughs> because i i uh, i i think uh mitt romney was uh infinitely uh better uh 
than uh, Barack Obama was, and uh, certainly was a political class guy, and there was problems there with that that I didn't like. But uh, but anyway, after that, and which uh, Romney lost that election. I mean, there's a lot of things. There was a lot of Republicans who stayed home, and people wonder why and all that. But ultimately. Uh, Romney lost that election completely on his own. And if Trump loses this one, it's because Trump lost it. Uh, His mistakes are his own. His uh, statements that he made, I can't just ignore those. And another guy who does a good podcast is Ben Shapiro, and uh, he's made the point that uh, he's not going to lie about Trump, you know, like the left does and people that are against him. But he's not going to lie for him either. So to turn a blind eye to his faults uh, is dishonest. And so I just, you know, you can't do that. So if Sean's uh, suggesting that we do that because, you know, to stop Hillary, uh, well, what have you gained here? Uh, Let's be like them, you know? Uh, Don't think so. And uh, there's a lot of big whoppers here with Trump. So you can't just, you know, ignore that. But uh, Sean Hannity uh, seems to be in that camp. As for Glenn, uh, he doesn't have a problem. He, I mean, he does have a problem, sure. But uh, he hasn't condemned people for saying they will vote for uh, Hillary. The only argument he got in with was uh, Brad Thor, who said he was totally against Trump. And now he's, you know, talking about, well, I got to vote for him because of Hillary. the worst part about the stop here is that Hillary's uh, Supreme Court justice. If we could just do that. The problem is, is we're not entirely certain what Trump would pick. But odds are uh, you can gamble that it would be better than Hillary's. Uh, because uh, Trump gave a good list of judges that everybody praised, you know, on the right, you know, and uh, and then he kind of crapped on it and backed away from it afterwards. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with Trump. He wins something and then he drops it. But uh, still, you know what you're getting with Hillary, and I understand that. That's that's a, a respectable good reason to vote for Trump is to stop Hillary. Uh, so that's the only early argument I've seen uh, Glenn go after. He never went after Hannity over that. Um, but anyway, uh, I respect uh, Glenn Beck's position. Hannity, not so much because he's just too slavish in his devotion to Trump. You've got to have these questions for your leaders. Um, and uh, that's that. Now, for me, uh, the choice here is uh, the race is really between Trump and Gary Johnson. <laughs> I I think Gary should be in the debates. Uh, I think that would be a good thing. It's not necessarily true that Gary would pull votes from Trump. Some of these latest polls, it was looking like uh, he was pulling votes from from Hillary because a lot of Bernie people were now joining up with him. And there's a lot of different things. And no, it's not just the pot, (laughs) which I support. I've got no problem with that. Legalize the hell out of it. But Gary, the problem, I could vote for Gary in a heartbeat. It would make it so much easier because of my problems with Trump. But the problem with Gary is that he's just sounding too much like a Democrat. I mean, he's buying into things that I just don't see how you can call yourself a libertarian. Uh, uh, Climate change, uh, not just the science of climate change. No, no, he's choosing the the cult version of climate change, (laughs) which is odd because that will require complete and total government involvement. You're not a libertarian if you're buying into that crap. Uh, and, uh, of course, libertarian views and all, uh, when it comes to foreign policy, I never did like his foreign policy, especially when he talks about theories of blowback and whatnot, and that we're creating our enemies, uh, by engaging in this, uh, where are all the Japanese terrorists, uh, that we've suffered since World War II? There haven't been any. And if anybody, uh, would have a revenge streak in them, you'd think it would be the Japanese. Uh, so the theory just doesn't hold water for me. And, uh, you can't just sit around. Uh, while threats are out there, and they are. So uh, that's troubling for uh, for Gary. But still, uh, you know, if I was to say, oh, it's the choice between three, the lesser three evils, then I guess, yeah, Gary's the lesser uh, in that race. But uh, he doesn't have much of a shot here. The only uh, uh, map here for him would be to get in there and deny Trump and Hillary the 270 in the Electoral College, which is feasible. He could do that. Uh, and in that business, uh, it goes to the House of Representatives, and of course Hillary can't win that because uh, it's dominated by Republicans. But it doesn't necessarily mean that Trump would get the the nod. It could be well, it could be anybody. It Mike Pence, maybe I don't know. 
<laughs> but uh, the idea of Gary winning it and uh, that there might be some Democrats who would cross over to build up votes because they know they can't get Hillary in. So they would try to get somebody other than Trump. And it, it, that's a possibility. But nevertheless, uh, if Gary could get on the stage there and wow everybody, then there might be a, a throngs that would go to him. That seems highly unlikely, but uh, give him a shot. I don't have a problem with people discussing ideas and debating. You know, why be scared of that? And like I've said, he's pulled votes from Hillary in some of these polls. So uh, it's not necessarily death to Trump and Trump could win the whole thing anyway. So there you go. Trump's uh, had a, a good week. I, I've uh, His Mexico trip, I think, was more than beneficial to him all the scuttlebutt and whatnot was just nonsense and basically if you want to spin it any way you want you could spend it that hillary snubbed the mexican president so you know yeah, where is hillary by the way oh yes right her campaign strategy is to stay out of sight because the more you see of her and the more she speaks the more people remember they can't stand this idiot and so uh she needs to kind of ride out the clock here and that's that's basically what she's doing so, uh, here we go. We'll see what the debates uh, produce. So, uh, but still, uh, could I vote for Trump? And at some points, I would get so mad at him, I'd say no. It's all a measure about who's the more serious threat. And uh, I know what I'm getting with Hillary. I can't say for sure what I'm getting with Trump, which is risky and problematic. I mean, you know, Glenn Beck was saying he's totalitarian and authoritarian, and he's made mention of that, you know, about how you would command the military and they're going to obey whatever order I give them and that kind of thing. Uh, but there's just no way, you know, Glenn Beck's not clairvoyant. You can't, I mean, he's, of course, he's made some pretty good calls, you know, caliphate and the collapse of the economy and all that. Uh, he's done pretty good at that. But uh, uh, he can't really predict something that egregious and far um, but, uh, I guess I'll go into that in a later show. So, uh, so if you're wondering, uh, how could I possibly vote for Trump? Well, well, let's listen to this. My heart goes out to you as a mother. I, I know how difficult it must have been for you and you were not able to stay throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I left as soon as Sean came on screen or the person that portrayed him, I couldn't handle it. Hillary's a liar. I know what she told me. Oh, Pat. I know it must be so hard. I, I, so many people want to want to put this behind them and say, Hillary sat there and she testified. She testified for her own 13 hours, and they 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 say it's done. They say there's no story about Benghazi and that she did everything she could do through the fog of war. And, and she came right out and said she is not lying, suggesting you are the one who is lying about what happened at that Air Force base. Bull feathers. That's just plain old bull. I know what she said. And not only did she say it, but Obama said the same thing to me and Panetta and Biden and and Susan Rice. I went up to all of them, begging them to tell me what happened. And they, they all said that it was the video. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can't get Pat Smith's uh, voice out of my head. Could I sit by and do nothing and force someone like Pat Smith, who's going to have to live for the next four, possibly eight years, with Hillary Clinton as president? Making a mockery of her, her suffering. No, I can't do that. Fortunately, uh, Donald Trump will take the state of Louisiana in the Electoral College, so... <laughs> of course, the more votes, the better, I suppose. But, uh, so... Uh, if he pisses me off before then, I do have an out, sort of, a bit cowardly. But uh, <laughs> but then again, uh, there are virtues in voting for Gary Johnson, too. There are none voting for Hillary. None. So anyway, uh, if you're wondering, what's the justification for voting for Trump? There's one. Good night, everybody.
The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. God, for Colin Kaepernick, who is, uh, uh, let me see, what is this? A, a quarterback for uh, the, the 49s, the San Francisco. Oh, my God. Uh, 